Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All right, let's hear from the mob. Jordan in Wakanda. What up, Jordan? Hey, Danny. Uh, you know, I called you a few times during the season asking you if you were ready to have a QB1 funeral. <laughs> and every time you said no. You weren't ready yet. And now that you've publicly declared you're ready to trade fields, I imagine the answer to that is yes, you are ready to have a QB1 funeral. And I'm thinking, when you do say yes, I'm thinking you should make this like a thing. Like, get a budget from Mitch, get a venue. You're kind of a wackadoodle. I don't know where you're going. Have it at a place. Sit like, it's like it's sitting Shiva, right? My brother Tom and Dan and I, my mother took us over there as my father went to uh, a Jewish ceremony for a person who passed away. They, be, they call that a Shiva. Here's the 2-0. Like, we'll bring a Kugel. We'll make it a whole big thing. What are you waiting for? I'll meet you at Max and Benny's after the show. No party city balloons and boas. Like, real stuff. If Justin Fields logs onto the internet and sees that a radio host is having a funeral, that's kind of in bad taste. The person who I was honoring (laughs) was the mother of my best man at my funeral. There's one more option for an audio, not a funeral, but a send-off, and that would be a song for the Justin Fields Forever album. A QB we have hope about Justin Fields Forever End of intro to funeral speech. Good afternoon to everyone. I'm Kenny Powers. Close your eyes, everybody. Now picture Shane's face, his body youthful and full of life. Now picture Shane now, his cold, lifeless face, eyeballs mushed and smashed in, little strands of hair still just coming off of his head. Looks all scary, like that little smartass from Tales from the Crypt, the little Crypt Keeper guy. That's the kind of skeleton that Shane is now. One, two, three, and here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. More Kenny Powers. That's what I always say. We have more class than that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Just slightly. Just like a very small amount of class higher than that. I don't want to have much more class no. than that. That's not something to aspire no. to. All <laughs> right. No. But- but a funeral? Yeah, that's not right. No. I don't condone this, and I think it's reckless. I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> means everything you said before that. Uh, that is our business. And it, it's incredible just the volume of Ed Farmer cuts about the Jewish religion. And then the two Yeah. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. I didn't realize how interested Ed must have been. It came up. About, about Judaism. It came up a lot. Every year. Wow. Those holidays, they just keep coming back around. <laughs> Seems like. It's unbelievable. One. Uh, so we're gonna get talk to Olin Kruitz in 15 minutes. We will talk to uh, Boomer Esiason at the top of the hour. Plenty of baseball, as you mentioned. Cubs making. 
making moves. You think they acquired a third baseman today? Uh, I think they acquired. I mean, I know they acquired a third baseman. I mean, like their third baseman. And I then mean, we'll get to some bears here. He's not great defensively, but he can play third. He can play first. He can be DH. I think they acquired an opening day starter left-handed bat at either third or first. Today. All right. Well, that's obviously a big thing that we will be uh, monitoring and talking about tomorrow at Cubs convention, which is where we will be broadcasting. Uh, Nico Horner is going to be on the show at five. Craig Council is going to join us in person tomorrow around three forty. Looks like Carter Hawkins going to be on the show too. Yeah. Packed day tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be very busy for us uh, at, at Cubs convention. But shortly, um, no, I mean obviously, yeah. I guess very hard there. Oh God, it's going to be so hard. He's, he's jesting. He's, I mean, that's the <laughs> the perfect environment for a, a guy who jests hard. Where do you jest harder than at the Cubs convention? Yeah, there's guys walking around in Cubs face masks. Like that's the place to jest. It's unbelievable. There's people dressed like Cubs clowns at Cubs convention. It's a perfect place. Um, but shortly after I got home yesterday, uh, the Bears reached out to my guy. They reached out to, to Shane Waldron. Shane Waldron is your number one. Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator in Seattle. Now that Pete Carroll has left the building, all those assistants are available, and the Bears reached out to him. That is the only request that we know officially about. that we know about because no other offensive coordinator on a team that where a head coach got fired, they've asked, and they don't have to fill out a form to ask Frank Reich. They could have just Asked Frank Reich. Right. And I, or Byron Lefwich, any of those people who are, who are not working. Correct. And I, I, why I liked it, just a quick brief, uh, brief recap, came up under Belichick, then went to McVay, passing game coordinator for McVay, the most prevalent base of offense in the NFL these days, has been a play caller, uh, and then also worked under Pete Carroll. So working under and with some of the best Hall of Fame defensive guys has had full autonomy of an offense under Pete Carroll, has been a play caller, and overachieved. Geno Smith was not supposed to be anything there. They've got great receivers, but he overachieved there. But he has been there with Gino for Gino's big resurgence. For yeah. For all of it. Every bit of that story, every bit of what has seemed like, man, an incredible um, you know, an incredible rise for Geno Smith. And they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. And the 30 touchdown season, yeah. the acquisition, the comeback player of the year, the big contract, it is all under the tutelage of Shane Walter. So the idea was this guy's been with McVay and he gets that out of Geno. Uh, Imagine what he could get out of Caleb Williams. I know. That's but, the idea. But from the outside, it has seemed like, man, I'd love to have that Seattle offense. I'd love to have what they're doing. Good players, good quarterback, good story. And so then. I tweet about it, and I'm on the internet last night, and I look at uh, our guy Softy Mahler, and he retweets the thing with the Bears asking about Shane Waldron, which is one word, why? And he does what we do out at KJR in Seattle. got a big Seahawks following. So I look at his replies. There's like a thousand of them, and it's, take him. I'm glad he's gone. Yeah. Get him out of here. I'm looking at some right now. Sean Michael Duggar, who we've talked to. Yeah, he's um, great. Uh, on, on this show. Uh, Bears interested in Shane Waldron. Here are some of the replies. Please take him. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Please take him. Bears fans have no idea. Crying face emoji. You know? So, we, am I being out of town stupid? Are they being in town homers and naive and think that they, because where I sit. But they're the ones who've been watching it. Up close. I, right. But you also can overestimate your own guy. How many times do we hear that? We got, we got a lot of people that think that Justin Fields is a top five quarterback in the NFL in this town. Yeah. So, right, so are they underestimating their own guy? But I'm saying overestimating what they should be able to do. 
My point is, if the Seahawks last year... Oh, I see. Were, the players. If overestimating they, if, the players. Yeah, if they've been a top 12 DVOA offense the last two years, but this year it got worse as the year went on, and it, it was a little bit worse this year than last year, but it's still a top half of the league offense. I look at that and I say, imagine if he had a quarterback that even could sniff being top 10, because he doesn't. They look at it and say, we've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba and have uh-huh. Kenneth Walker... We should be a top five offense in the NFL. And they're not. And they're not. So in their minds, get him out of here. The play caller's the problem. From my mind, who just watches some of the games and follows the NFL and has the national, you know, 10,000 foot view of it, I'm like, I don't know. It feels like they overachieved based on what their quarterback is. God, this is so football. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I went deeper on some of the replies just to see what some of the other subtext was. Yeah. And I saw a couple like this. Um, Shane would be able to spread his wings there. Shane Waldron would be able to spread his wings. Not Shane I just Reardon. Want, I, that's the thing. I think it would just be too good for the show. To have a Shane? To have oh, all, Jesus. All the drop possibilities of... Luce saying Shane. Over and over. Caleb saying Shane. I love Shane. Paul saying Shane. Yeah, it'd be it, fun. There's just a lot of opportunities there. It'd be there. good for us. It'd be really good. It, I, I, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like 1% of why I'm interested But in the Shane will be able to spread his wings thing goes back to let Russ cook. Right? This is like who think that, that Pete, Pete Carroll, Carroll was holding them back. With archaic. his, his yeah. defensive mindset, his run the ball sensibilities, his old school thought process was holding back even this quarterback and this offensive coordinator from showing their full geniusness. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not watching every game. I don't think they know either. I, think I don't either. Right, of course. Those Seattle fans know either. I think the the easiest thing to do when a play goes bad is to blame the coordinator. I'm not saying that it's not sometimes the coordinator. Yeah. And you can certainly see some things. I mean, hell, think about how unpopular Luke Getzi is in this town. Uh, uh, absolutely. And some of it for very good reason. But and some of it we don't know. Some of it we don't know. And he's and an easy scapegoat. Some of it assuredly because Justin didn't quite see some things that that didn't happen. We don't know what percentage of that Tyler is. Tyler Scott drops Tyler a ball. Tyler Scott drops a ball. Guy blows a block. Sure. Whatever, whatever the case may be. Of course. Th- th- this is, this is how, how football works. So how do we know if anybody's any good, people? Well, well and... The, the adage was most popular guy in town's the backup quarterback. Is the most unpopular guy in every NFL town the play caller? Because we all think, oh, we played Madden. Don't you still have Tecmo Super Bowl like in, in your Twitter bio? Yeah, like, you I identify as a good Tecmo yeah. Super Bowl play caller. I'm terrific. I'm sure you're great. Yeah. But so like, we all think, <laughs> and I know, that we could do that job. And so when it doesn't work, it's like, oh, this, this income poop uh, so i don't know like he fits the exact profile of what i would want coached in different places has been a play caller uh, has overachieved with a non-elite quarterback prospect modern system hey man checks enough boxes for me given that they're not going to be able to get the guys that are actually good enough to get head coaching interviews this go around there are there are fans who i'm sure hate every single one of the offensive coordinator names that we went through yesterday Every single one. Yeah. I mean, Shane it, Waldron, Greg Roman, 
Uh, right. Eric Bieniemy. There's some people who think that Bieniemy was just riding Andy Reid's coattails forever and ever. Sam Howell had a 4,000 yard season. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> I would just throw, I'd throw that out there. He's a fifth round pick one year in Eric Bieniemy's offense. He had a 4,000 yard season. No bears ever done it. That's pretty good. So I just throw that out there. Yeah, that's as, good. As something to consider on Bieniemy. Bieniemy's my one A one B, especially the polls connection. Uh-huh. And he was there to witness what they did with Mahomes. Um, Frank Reich. I mean, you throw Frank Reich's name out there. People will lose their minds and tell you that he sucks that he sucked in carolina what but that situation was absolutely a disaster he had lots of good years in indy some good years in philly etc but people hate every single possibility at offensive coordinator yeah so i just i thought that that was it made me feel good like hey they reached out to my guy and then you saw the seattle feedback Mm -hmm. and it was like uh uh-oh do i not know as much as i think i know which is certainly possible it, ha- it has happened before or is it that they're just the least popular people in 27 of 32 NFL times because ask a Chiefs fan how they feel about Matt Nagy they're convinced that that is what has that's happened that's the problem to, right now to, to them Olin Krutz they kept Eberflus they got rid of Getze they have the number one pick what would he do what does he think they should do for the Bears offseason Olin before Boomer next on the score